0: Welcome, everybody, to another timely episode of Crazy Insurance Lady Breaks It All Down for You, the podcast that turns complicated insurance gobbledygook into easy to understand everyday language. I am the Crazy Insurance Lady herself, Gay Glenn, a licensed insurance agent in all lines of personal insurance in more than 21 states. And I am the creator, producer, writer, and host of this podcast explaining all types of insurance issues and coverages, how they work and how you can make them work best for you. I present good, solid, legit insurance information to folks like you and me, regular people who don't have access to their own personal insurance agent. I can be that agent for you, giving you all kinds of good information in bite-sized bits. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. I'm glad you found us. If you have listened before and are back for more Tasty Tidbits, welcome back, and I hope you brought a friend. Every episode, I remind us of just why insurance can be an important part of your life, a treasured member of your family, even. Insurance itself, remember, is a tool that is meant to make sure that if your worst day happens, and it's always unexpected you will not lose everything you own and have to start over, sometimes literally with just the shirt on your back. You can get money, cash money, or avoid having to pay cash money, and other benefits to be able to keep or replace your items and quickly recover your life. Today, we're going to discuss what happens after someone has been denied a life insurance policy. One of the more difficult parts of my job is to tell someone that they have been denied for life insurance. This happened recently with a potential client of mine. He applied for a basic life insurance policy to cover primarily funeral expenses. And while talking to him, taking him through the basic screening questions, during that part, he was denied so I wasn't even able to get him a quote and certainly wasn't able to get him to the application itself. Understandably, he was concerned and disappointed, as was I. I don't like to see people getting denied, although it happens. And he was wondering, what was he supposed to do now? How does he find the money to leave to his family? If you've been denied life insurance, you probably find yourself asking that same question, what now? This episode might be able to offer you some suggestions, some alternatives to get the coverage that you need to be able to protect your family, because although being denied life insurance seems like the end of the world, it most certainly is not. A common misconception about life insurance is that everyone is entitled to it and anyone can get it at any time. Untrue. Everyone is entitled to purchase life insurance to ensure that their family doesn't have to go into debt to take care of any end-of-life expenses, right, funeral bills, etc., at the very least, but not everyone can qualify for life insurance. According to the American Council of Life Insurers, fewer than one-half of one percent of people get denied for life insurance. That's fewer than one out of every 200 people who apply, But if that less than 1% is you, that's 100% of you. So if we are generally entitled to life insurance, then why do people get denied? Well, first a primer, some basic information on life insurance and life insurance companies regarding the concept of risk. All insurance policies, whether for your home or auto and until 2014, medical insurance, All are made available to us based upon risk. Risk, when we talk about it regarding insurances, risk is the chance that something harmful or unexpected could happen. The risk you present helps the insurance company determine how much to charge you for your specific insurance policy. We'll use the word premium to talk about how much the payments are. For example, instead of saying monthly payment, we'll say premium means the same thing so the risk you present helps the insurance company determine how much your premiums will be and how do they determine how much risk you may present they ask questions if you have ever applied for any kind of insurance you know you have been asked questions up front but today since we are focusing specifically on life insurance we're talking about basic questions about your age your health and your lifestyle. Even before an agent like myself gets to give you a quote, uh, the quote being an estimate of what your premiums will be, we ask everyone the same basic questions to preliminarily assess the basic risk. The answers that you give to those questions help us to know, number one, if there is a company within our portfolio that will offer you coverage, and number two, what those premiums might be. By the way, you should know that you are offered the best rates that are available to you, unless you get what is called a guaranteed issue policy. I'll be talking more about that in a minute. So the lower the risk you pose to the insurance company, the lower your premiums will be. And so now that we know that basic questions are asked and those answers determine your premiums, What kind of things gets someone disqualified or denied from having a life insurance policy? Well, let's get into those right now. Understandably, the most important questions would be about the state of your health now and in the recent past. How recent is the recent past? Well, if you are someone who is looking to get a policy for hundreds of thousands of dollars then the recent past may include a 10-year health history check. If you're someone who's looking for a substantially smaller policy, say under $25,000 or so, then the recent past may only include a two-year health history check. The more money you are looking for for your family, the more the insurance company assesses your risk makes sense. So what kind of health issues would present a higher risk to an insurance company and likely result in higher premiums? Let's check some of them out. Number one, age. Wait, age as a function of health? Yes, there is an average life expectancy depending upon gender generally, and this is pre-pandemic because the average life expectancy declined as a result of that disease and so many, many people losing that battle. But generally, a man who is 50 years of age today has a life expectancy to 80 years of age and 83 and a half years of age for a woman. Because yes, women generally have a longer life expectancy than men. So the closer you are to those average life expectancy ages, the higher the risk. And you should know... Generally, life insurance is not offered to those over 80 years of age. Although there are policies up to age 85, but imagine that the premiums are going to be very, very high. So age is important. Life insurance never gets any less expensive as you get older. It only increases in price. So consider that when you think, ah, I'll wait a couple of months or a couple of years You're going to pay more than you will today, especially if your health changes for the worst. Therefore, yes, the younger you are when you look to get life insurance, the lower your premiums are going to be, which is why it is always encouraged for someone who's looking to get those very big money policies to apply when they are younger and probably in very, very good health. So, factor number one, age. Factor number two, poor health. Those who are in good health are going to benefit from lower premiums, stands to reason. So, what kinds of health conditions tend to increase your premiums and or get you a denial? Well, issues like heart and or circulatory issues, heart attacks, heart valve disorders, heart blockages, strokes, TIAs or mini strokes, aneurysms, congestive heart failure, high blood pressure, or especially a combination of those, especially in the previous two years, are very likely to result in higher premiums and or likely a denial for life insurance altogether. And any of those, heart attack, stroke, etc., within the past 10 years will get you a denial for those big money policies. Health issue number two, diabetes. About 10% of the U.S. population has diabetes. It's considered a chronic illness. So, What about diabetes would make you high risk for life insurance? If you have type 1 diabetes, juvenile diabetes, you are considered higher risk than someone who has type 2 or adult onset diabetes. If you were diagnosed with diabetes before the age of 40, if you use insulin, so as I understand it, insulin use is necessary as diabetes gets more severe, So, someone who uses insulin to manage their diabetes is more at risk, and if you have complications associated with diabetes, amputations, eye issues, neuropathy, all of those are signs that diabetes has become more severe. Health issue number three. If you have been diagnosed with dementia, to include Alzheimer's disease, or Parkinson's disease, those will result in higher premiums and possible denial. Health issue number four, lung diseases. Things like severe asthma or COPD. Things like that equal higher premiums. Health issue number five, cancers. Internal cancers, melanoma, lymphoma, leukemias. If you have a surface cancer, like a surface skin cancer, those are looked at more leniently. But internal cancers or recent cancers equal higher premiums and or likelihood of denial however if you are cancer free for a number of years again depending upon how much money you're looking to leave for your family super huge policies cancer free for at least 10 years smaller policies cancer free for at least 2 years so you can have had cancer and still qualify for a policy but current cancer or cancer treatment danger zone probably denial And, of course, seems obvious, but denials almost guaranteed for those who have been diagnosed as terminally ill and or those receiving hospice care or who are confined to a nursing home or an assisted living facility. Now, we're not talking about living in a senior community, but those who need the type of specialized medical care that a nursing home can provide are likely to be outright declined. Certainly, this is not an all-inclusive list, but I think you can start to get an idea of how chronic or severe health issues will affect your ability to get a life insurance policy. What else matters? Your lifestyle. The things you do in your life, regardless of your age and health. For example, are you a smoker? Do you participate in dangerous hobbies? Do you have a dangerous job? All those things matter. I get asked all the time, Usually by those with lots of tickets. What does my driving history have to do with getting a life insurance policy? Fair question. Imagine there's someone who just racks up the DUIs. The likelihood of that person killing themselves or someone else is huge. Huge risk to an insurance company. If they insure you at all with that kind of risky behavior, expect a super huge premium to go along with your super huge risk. So... Driving history matters, too. Your criminal history matters, especially if you have collected felonies or misdemeanors along the way. Again, for super huge policies, criminal background matters for a longer period of time than for smaller policies, but it all matters. And, of course, someone who is currently incarcerated cannot be insured with life insurance at all. Your job matters. Do you have a dangerous job? Do you handle explosives for a living, a pyrotechnic freak, a guy that does fireworks? Are you special forces military, like an army ranger, a green parade? We thank you for your service, but as long as you are active duty, not going to be able to get regular life insurance. But don't worry, the military has its own life insurance policies for their service members, but a dangerous job, if it is on an insurance company's list, will cause a denial. And lastly, in the lifestyle category, are your hobbies. Do you have a dangerous hobby? Are you a weekend stock car driver? Do you scuba dive deep, deep, deep? Do you cliff dive? Are you a pilot? Do you like to skydive? Are your hobbies putting you a knock away from death? Are you starting to get the picture here? Yes, your hobbies matter. And especially if you're looking for those big money life insurance policies, An insurance company is going to ask about your hobbies, past, and future intentions. So those are the three categories that life insurance companies are most interested in. Your age, your health, and your lifestyle. The basic categories upon which they base their premiums or denials. So what happens if you do get denied life insurance? We'll get into that next. So we've learned a little about what a life insurance company is looking for when it decides to offer someone a policy, and now let's talk about what you can do, what actions you might take to still find coverage if you do get a denial. First of all, know that being denied life insurance is not the end of the world, although it may seem like it. It feels awful and can make some people stop looking for life insurance altogether. I encourage you to not do that which is why I'm gonna provide you with some alternatives. First option, appeal the denial, fight it. If you were denied life insurance, you received a letter in the regular mail letting you know of the denial. In that letter is the name and address of the MIB. MIB is an abbreviation for Medical Information Bureau, kind of like a credit bureau for our health information. When we go to the doctors, they put information into our electronic medical records that somehow gets reported to the MIB. I do not know the ins and outs of how that works, but the insurance companies look to the MIB to get that information upon which they base their approval or denials. When you receive that letter, you have the option to write to the MIB and receive a report that shows the information they gave to the life insurance company. If you choose to get that report, you will see the information about you, the insurance company saw. If there are mistakes in that MIB report, much like we can do with our credit report, you can appeal and get that wrong information removed. This process does take a little bit of work, but it is an option. If there is wrong information on your MIB file and it is removed or updated, you can then reapply for a policy. That new information is there and you might get the approval. Option number two, talk to a life insurance broker. A broker is a licensed agent who will have access to more than one insurance company that you might apply to, but more importantly, a good broker will have knowledge to be able to, once they understand your particular situation, advise you on where you might be able to get a life insurance policy. Tell your broker the truth when they ask you those basic qualifying questions and let them help you. Remember, it costs you nothing to speak to a broker and get their help. So use us. Option number three try a different life insurance company. Not all insurance companies cater to the same populations of people. So if you are denied by one of the old, stodgy, self important life insurance companies, try one of the newer startups they are in business to make life insurance easy to qualify for and get so try one of those just because company a says no does not mean that companies b through z are going to say no too. option number four see if your job has a life insurance policy they offer as part of your benefits if you are advantaged enough to have a job that offers life insurance as part of your benefits and you do not opt in when you first get hired for that job You'll have to wait until open enrollment comes around, usually towards the end of the calendar year, to enroll, but that's okay. A group policy through your job has a couple of benefits. Number one, it's a group policy, so rates are going to be way lower than you can get on your own. Number two, you don't have to answer any questions to get that policy. And number three, your company will usually subsidize the premiums, so they will pay for most of what your cost will be. Just know that a policy through your job is owned by your job so that when you leave the company, they probably will keep the policy. But a policy through your job, if it's available to you, is a great way to be insured in the meantime so that if the reason you were denied was because of your health, say there was an issue that was too recent, using a work policy will make sure you are covered, your family protected, While your health issues get farther and farther in the past, making you healthier, thus more appealing in the future to any insurance company. And yes, you can have more than one life insurance policy. So get that work policy if you are able and use that for the time being. Option number five, get a non-traditional life insurance policy. These are the kinds of policies you see on TV, and there are several types. One, a guaranteed issue policy. This non-traditional policy is a one-size-fits-all policy. Everybody pays the same price regardless of how healthy they are. If you can afford it, you can have it. No medical exam is required and no health questions are asked. They are priced by age. The older you get, the higher your premiums will be. Some of these policies also have increasing premiums over time, meaning the price will get higher every five years or so. So be sure to ask your agent about that. That kind of increasing premium policy is not what you want. But these guaranteed issue policies are a go-to for someone who's been denied because no one gets denied for these, but they are more expensive and they will come with limited benefits for as long as the first two years, meaning that during the first two years, if the policyholder does die, the family only gets a return of the premium money, not the full payout. I want to say something about that because people will say, if we don't get the full payout, then what's the benefit? The benefit, number one, any money given to a family when a loved one dies is a good thing. And two, probably that money given back to the family wouldn't even exist without this policy. Because we all know we tend to spend every extra penny we have. So you could look at it as a forced savings account at the least. And when the two years are up, it turns into a regular insurance policy and the full amount is paid after that. So don't turn it down just because there is a limitation that limitation will still provide the family with money when you pass. Also, try a simplified issue policy. This kind of non-traditional policy does ask health questions, but does not require a medical exam. Again, there may be limitations on the policy payouts for as long as three years, but they usually pay the full amount from day one if death is as a result of an accident. And in my experience, that accidental death payout is often a doubling of the payout if the death is by accident. So, for example, a $5,000 policy would pay $10,000 if death occurs by accident at any time. These policies, especially if you apply after denial, will come modified, meaning the benefits are paid on a percentage basis for usually the first three years but they are less expensive than a guaranteed issue policy because you are still being given the best rate available to you based on your information rather than a one-size-fits-all guaranteed issue policy. So consider that simplified issue. Option number six if you've been denied, change your health or lifestyle and maybe change your dangerous job or hobby. If, for example, you have health or medical issues that you are able to make better by changing your dietary habits or exercise habits or stopping smoking, for example, do so if you can. For example, diabetes is a disease that can be lessened by dietary changes, and stopping smoking makes everything better. If you can make changes to your health or lifestyle that will result in fewer health and medical problems... Besides you being better for that, an insurance company will likely consider you more favorably in the future. This option is completely within your control, but arguably the most difficult to implement. But, if successful, a huge win-win-win. Your health is better, you have a better quality of life, and you might even get lower-cost life insurance to boot. So there you have it, six options to choose from when you have been denied a life insurance policy and you are still concerned that your family doesn't go into debt when you leave this world, and so you still want to get a policy. And I also gave you information on why folks are usually at a higher risk for getting denied a life insurance policy, so that if you find that you have one or more of those risky issues I mentioned earlier you know to work with a good, reputable life insurance agent to have them help you from day one so a denial can be avoided in the first place. And remember, it doesn't cost anything to work with a life insurance agent, so take advantage of our expertise. Let us help you. Let us get you into the best policy available to you at the best rates available to you, and that way you won't be crying the blues when it comes to life insurance because you got denied. Life insurance is not guaranteed to everyone, so put yourself in the best position from the get go and get some professional counsel. My motto when it comes to life insurance get it before you need it and while you still can. So that's it for today's episode. I hope I was able to provide some peace of mind for those of you who have been denied life insurance in the past. All is not lost. My first suggestion would be to reach out to a reputable agent. You can contact me if you like for assistance but there are agents all over this nation and they should be able to find an option for you. So don't be shy. If you have any questions about what you heard today and would like me to clarify, please do drop a line by email or you can leave comments on the show page. I'd love to hear. Was this information helpful to you? Was it clear? Are you going to make any insurance changes because of what you heard here today? Are you going to share this episode with three of your friends? Ah, I see you nodding your head. Yes, good. So email me or follow me on Facebook. My email address is onecrazyinsurancelady at gmail.com. That's the number one, lady at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at crazyinsurancelady, of course. You can post comments and questions there, too. All right, my friends, this is it. Please leave a comment on the podcast page. Smash that subscribe button so you won't ever miss a new episode. And tell three of your friends about this podcast. Don't be keeping all this good stuff to yourself. Share the wealth. I am Gay Glenn. I am the creator, producer, writer, and host of this podcast, Crazy Insurance Lady. Breaks it all down for you. I look forward to being here next time with you and three of your friends. Don't forget, with another informative episode about insurance, who to thunk it. And as always, I want to remind you that I may be crazy, but I'm no slouch. See you next time.